You're listening to the Martial Arts Business Podcast with your host, Small Dojo Big Profits author, Mike Massey. Remember to go to martialartsbusinessdaily.com slash podcasts for show notes, transcripts, links to martial arts business resources, and more. Now here's your host, Mike Massey. Hey everyone out there in the Martial Arts Business Nation and the Small Dojo Big Profits Tribe, this is Mike Massey welcoming you back to another edition of the Martial Arts Business Podcast. So, what do we have for you today? Well, I'm going to talk to you about two things, and uh, these are two topics that I recently tackled in my newsletter, which you can sign up for at martialartsbusinessdaily.com. Just look in the upper right-hand corner of the site and uh, click on the yellow or red button. And uh, it's for the downloads. You'll see a button there that says download three free reports. And uh, when you download those reports, that will also subscribe you to my newsletter. So what are the topics I have for you today? Well, I'm going to talk to you about two things. The first is pricing, or rather advertising your pricing. And then the second, I'm going to talk about haters. So uh, let's get started with the pricing topic. Now, there's a famous quote. It's often attributed to Mark Twain, but I think actually George Bernard Shaw said it first. And uh, obviously he came after Mark Twain, but I think it's misattributed to him. But anyway, uh, Shaw said, I learned long ago never to wrestle with the pig. You get dirty, and besides, the pig likes it. So I think about that quote just about every time someone tries to draw me into a flawed argument on social media. And what it does is it saves me a lot of wasted time by arguing with people who who don't use logic in their arguments. But uh, also, when it comes to running a martial arts school, I've applied that same logic to the task of marketing and advertising my schools over the years. Now, not necessarily with regards to avoiding arguments on social media, although that's probably wise when you consider that your clients are constantly watching you, both online and offline. But instead, I've applied it to pricing my services, or more specifically, in advertising my services. Now, I can't tell you how many times I have visited the websites of my customers, people who have bought products from me. And I do that for fun, actually. I go and I studied martial arts marketing websites and ads for fun. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've visited my clients' websites to see uh, the following on one of their pages. And they'll say something like, you know, we are completely transparent with our prices and so on and so forth. And, you know, we want to let everybody know what our prices are because we feel like we need to have transparency in our business and blah, blah, blah. Now, the thing is, the reason why these school owners do it, I understand why they're doing it. They think that they're differentiating their dojos, their schools from the competition. But the fact is, all that they're really doing is they're forcing themselves to wrestle with pigs. Now, let me explain this. The pigs are the bottom feeders in your area. These are the martial arts schools who are willing to teach for a pittance, just for almost nothing. And this varies from area to area. I mean, I've seen martial arts schools charging as little as 30 or $35 a month. Um, in, in other cases, I've seen schools charging, you know, 50 or 65 a month or whatever. And many times, you know, they're charging just bottom basement prices. And, you know, oftentimes it's for an all-inclusive membership as well which to me is just crazy. I mean, that's just business suicide. And the crazy thing is also is that these people who are running these schools and charging just, you know, these these bargain basement prices, they will often pride themselves on the fact that they're working for minimum wage. And they'll say things like, you know, we're not greedy like those commercial schools across town. You know, they'll boast about it on social media or on their websites and they'll say, oh, you know, we're in it for the art, not for the money. 
it, it, it always makes me laugh because it's as if that were somehow more noble, you know, being in it solely for the art than also being in it for the art and to feed and clothe your family. And, you know, I just think these people are silly. I think they're nitwits, every last one of them. So the thing about these people, they're self-starving, and they haven't the first clue about what it takes to run a successful and profitable business. And they also think it's a crime for a dojo to turn a profit, and they never see the hypocrisy that's evident in the fact that they would never sell themselves so cheaply in their day jobs. They would never work so cheaply in their day job, in their daytime career. I mean, heaven forbid, you know, these are probably the same economic illiterates who are crying for and voting for a $15 minimum wage. Now, never mind the reality that that is causing small businesses to have to fire employees and close their doors in virtually every city where it's been implemented. And yet these same people, they scream about greedy martial arts school owners who charge too much for lessons. And, you know, who knows what too much is because, you know, it seems to be a highly subjective number. I mean, really, what is too much? You know, is it $100? Is it $150? Is it $200? You're going to get a different answer for virtually every one of these people. Now, here's the thing. These people, they may be willing to cheat themselves out of their own profits, but that doesn't mean that you have to do the same. And when you advertise your prices on your website, here's what you're doing. You're allowing them to compete with you on the only selling point that they have even a remote chance of beating you at, which is price. So when Susie Hillmaker calls around to every school in town to enroll her kids in martial arts classes, and she asks the only question that she really knows to ask about martial arts training, because Susie Hillmaker has never been in a martial arts school, she's never studied martial arts, the only thing she really knows to ask about martial arts is the following, that is, how much are your classes? So when she asks that question, and you've already posted your prices on your website, which incidentally are bound to be higher than the Pigsty Dungeon Dojo across town, then guess what's going to happen? That's right. Susie Homemaker is going to take her kids to the Pigpen Dojo across town. And you are never even going to have the opportunity to show her why your classes cost more. So on this topic, folks, take my advice. Don't ever wrestle with the pig and don't ever put yourself in a position where you're competing on price with a competitor who offers an inferior service. Because when you do so, you're just shooting yourself in the foot and you're making it that much harder for you to enroll students in your classes. So uh, take my advice on that. This is what I tell my clients to do, my marketing clients to do, and it's what uh, I advise everyone to do in the martial arts industry. So that probably brings you to the question I'm sure you're asking, then, you know, if I don't advertise my prices on my website, then when do I reveal my prices to my clients? And the answer to that question can be found in my martial arts sales success system, which is also known as the phone to enrollment uh, martial arts sales system. And you can find that at martialartssalesbook.com. That's martial arts sales book.com. I have an entire system of selling martial arts programs, martial arts memberships that is based on the most honest approach that I've found over 20 years of running martial arts schools. And, and uh, it's stuff that my wife and I discovered over time that, you know, just in our quest to 
not only to have a successful martial arts school, but also to treat people right in growing our martial arts school, and and uh, also in having some some uh, <laughs> some really poor results and some bad feedback on some of the stuff that we learned from from some of the martial arts billing companies that used to be around, and and some of the training organizations and so forth. So if you're interested in learning how to sell your your martial arts memberships, how to how to sell your school to people, and do it in such a way to where it doesn't embarrass you, and, and to where you can you can uh, treat people honestly and with integrity, go check it out at Martial salesbook.com. All right, so my next topic for this week's podcast is uh, it's on haters. So here's a quick joke for you. This is corny, but anyway, I'll tell it to you. Uh, let me ask you, how many martial arts instructors does it take to screw in a light bulb? And the answer is 100. One to screw it in and 99 to say it would never work on the street. So that brings me to the topic of this half of the message. So this actually happened to me earlier today. I was chatting on Facebook with someone from another marketing company, and and this particular person was showing me some of their work, and I thought it was really, really good work. Now, this company, they do video, among other things, for martial arts schools, and their work is really, really good. I mean, it's very professional. It's very well done, and it's kind of, you know, it has that kind of edgy look that a lot of martial arts schools are going for. So this guy's showing me some of the work they've done for a few of the schools that are their clients, and and I click on the links and watch a couple of their videos. Now, the video I, I ended up watching last was for a self-defense school. And so I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, this is really good stuff. Then I look over at the comments, because this is on Facebook, and I see a comment from someone I know and I respect, a very um, a successful instructor, and he's encouraging the other commenters to be happy, to just be happy for the school and her success, and to keep their comments civil. So I scroll down a little bit further, and then I see why, and I notice that some random instructor who has nothing to do with the school or the school owner, just took it upon himself to declare his style to be superior to the style that's being taught in the video. And then, of course, a bunch of other random instructors had to jump in and agree with them and, you know, jump on that whole bandwagon. Now, the thing is, as I said, these people, they have nothing to do with the school in question. They're not connected with them in any way. I doubt they're even in the same town. And the thing is, I also know the instructor who owns the school that was featured in the video, um, I had met him several times in the past at some conventions and other places, and he's a very good instructor and a very nice person besides. And the other thing is what was being shown in the video actually consisted of some very good technique and also very practical applications for self-defense. So my question was, what really motivated those random instructors to just rudely interject their own negative opinion of this person's school and style. Was it a desire to tell the truth, as the first rude instructor who made those comments claimed, or was it something else? Now, as the kids say these days, haters going to hate. Now, I personally am too old to use that phrase in casual conversation, so I avoid it, but it's the truth, and in this case, it is a very good representation of what's going on here. Now, in this industry, people routinely, they routinely lose their minds and their manners over jealousy, just out of pure jealousy of other people. Now, the reason why I'm telling you this is not you know, to point out other people's shortcomings, but so you aren't surprised when this happens to you once your school starts turning a decent profit. Because at that point, I'm telling you, you're going to attract some haters. I can guarantee it. Here's the thing. When you're poor and you're struggling to get by in your martial arts studio, you're one of them. You're part of their clique. You are accepted by those people. But once you become successful, that's when the jealousy is going to kick in. And all of a sudden, you're going to become 
an object the object of their contempt. Now, if you have read Small Dojo Big Profits, you remember the story of my former Taekwondo teacher. He was a highly talented individual, just an incredible instructor and a stupendous technician. But he was also a full-time professional hater. Now, to him, if anyone was making money teaching martial arts, in his eyes, they were a fraud. They were simply a charlatan, a con person. Now, why it never occurred to him to include his own instructors in that, who were quite successful financially teaching martial arts, I don't know, and I guess it never occurred to him either. But to me, looking back, it's really sad because I realized um, later, after I had gone off and started my own school and so forth, that it was really merely jealousy that caused him to speak so poorly of those other instructors. And the sad thing is also that it only served to make him look very small and petty and foolish to his students, especially in retrospect. And the thing is, as an instructor, you need to avoid criticizing other instructors. I've fallen prey to this myself. You know, when I had uh, I had one particular instructor at one of my schools that was just down the street, and he used to do everything he could, you know, to uh, entice my students to come over to school and, you know, really ran a blind belt factory. And, and you know, I, I took it upon myself to criticize him to my students, but then I realized, you know, by criticizing him, I'm just making myself look small. So I learned to avoid this myself. Now, even though my criticisms were well-founded, it still made me look back to my students. So here's my advice. As far as your own success goes, once your success starts to eclipse that of your peers, you can expect to find out who your true friends are. They will be the, per- the people cheering you on. But the people who are whispering behind your back once you become successful, I would suggest to you that those people were never really your friends in the first place. So good riddance to them. Now, as for the random haters, they're best to be ignored. Here's the thing. Nothing gives a small-minded man a license to criticize other people like finding someone who will argue his points with them in public. So by all means, don't engage those people in, in any arguments whatsoever. Just ignore them. And I'll leave you with one final thought. Instead of wondering why people are criticizing you, because as Jim Rohn says, don't spend your time wondering why. <laughs> That's just It's just a waste of time. Instead, look at your critics like they're signposts on the road to success. Because who really has the most haters? Is it unsuccessful people? Nope, not unsuccessful people, not at all. Successful people are the people who attract the most critics. So when your haters appear, I encourage you to take it as a compliment because it means that you are headed in the right direction. You're headed for the top. All right, so that's it for my main uh, topic or topics of this week's podcast. I encourage you to stay tuned for a few more minutes as uh, the tip of the week will be following this segment. So stay tuned for that, all right? I'll be back with you with that in a minute. Hey, school owners and martial arts instructors. Are you struggling to get new students? Are your classes emptier than a Milli Vanilli comeback concert? Do you need more students? Then maybe it's time to turbocharge your martial arts marketing. Stop struggling to get new students in the door and discover how to fill your school with a never-ending supply of ready-to-sign-on-the-dotted-line students all year long. Go to MartialArtsMarketingBook.com now to find out how. That's MartialArtsMarketingBook.com, home of another profit-building resource in the Small Dojo Big Profits family of products. Go to MartialArtsMarketingBook.com right now to find out more. The Tip of the Week. It's time for our featured martial arts business tip of the week. 
For more great tips, be sure to visit martialartsbusinessdaily.com to subscribe to our newsletter. And while you're there, click on the Business Resources tab for links to all Mike's martial arts business books and courses. Now, here's your martial arts business tip of the week. Okay, so the tip of the week this week is going to be on pricing or rather advertising your prices. And uh, I know that I told you earlier in the podcast that you could go to martialartsalesbook.com and get more advice on when and where and how to reveal your prices to prospective students. But um, I decided that for the tip of the week this week, I would actually give you some actionable information in that regard that actually comes from the martial arts uh, sales book, the martial arts sales success system. So when do you reveal your prices? Well, it's it's simple, really. You don't want to advertise your prices in your website except for um, your sales pricing. In other words, your specials, whatever your special promotion is at the time. Um, typically, I've relied on several different price points for different special promotions depending on the time of the year. Uh, sometimes that price point is around $20. Sometimes it's around $100 or $150. Just depends on what I'm offering. The thing is, you always put your special promotions in your advertisements and on your website because the special promotion price is what is going to attract people to or encourage people to contact you to either pick up the phone, uh, to call you, or to fill out a form on your website. Now, typically in conversation on the phone, people will ask about price because, as John Graydon once pointed out so eloquently, that's the only thing that they know to say. That's the only thing they know to ask about. And I think he actually said that years and years ago in uh, in his uh, his first book, his first martial arts business book. So the thing is, that's very true. That's it is really the only thing that people know to say, so or to ask you over the phone. So when that question comes up, I suggest that you don't avoid the question, but that you do maintain control of the conversation. Now, I have a whole script that's in Small Digit Big Profits, and that's also in the Martial Arts Sales Success System that's actually um, extrapolated upon. It's actually expanded upon in the Martial Arts uh, Sales Success System that will tell you how to deal with uh, different, uh, what people call objections. And I don't term them really objections. I think they're misunderstandings myself, but that will help you deal with it when the question comes up. But here's the thing. Um, if you continue to dodge the question of price, what that's going to do is it's going to make the person on the other end of the phone think that you are purposely dodging them, which you are. And uh, they're going to wonder why you're dodging the question of price. They're going to think that you're overpriced and so forth. So typically what I do for people over the phone when they ask me what the price is, is I'll, I'll make sure that I ask them all the questions that are necessary for me to understand where they're coming from and also um, how to speak to them in order to set the appointment with them. Because you have to understand where a person's coming from, what their interests are and so forth uh, in order to sell them. And listening is a very big part of selling. It's probably the most important part. It's one that's that's often misunderstood by people. And that's something that I cover in the martial arts sales success system. But the thing is, is that we don't want to avoid their question. So what I'll do is, is I'll give them a range. I'll give them a price range. And uh, often, you know, I will quote them my lowest price to, you know, sometimes, you know, more or less a mid-range price, whatever somebody will be um, likely to pay, you know, at the mid-range. So I'll say, you know, classes are going to cost anywhere between X dollars and Y dollars. And that's typically what people pay, but I won't know for sure until you come in and try out our classes and until we actually know which membership you're going to select. And typically, that's enough to satisfy people. They just want an answer. They want an answer. They want a polite answer and an honest answer. And that is a straightforward answer, and it's a very comprehensive answer, and it's not putting them off or, or trying to, you know, you know, uh, you know, I guess you could say um, fool them in, in some way. And, you know, I've seen people and heard people teach sales in the martial arts industry 
where they suggest that you never reveal price over the phone. And, you know, my opinion is, and my experience has been that that just puts people off. It really irritates them quite a bit. And and you're less likely to get somebody to actually come in and try at your school if you don't treat them with the same respect that you would want to be treated with. Now, personally, I have dealt with vendors and I've dealt with other people. And yes, I've even dealt with martial arts schools where I called and asked questions and they did this to me where, you know, I would ask about price and try to get a firm number on price and they refused to give it to me. And, you know, typically I don't do business with those people it, just because simply, you know, to me, they're wasting my time. They're irritating me. And, uh, you know, I don't have time for that. So I'm not going to treat my prospective clients that way either. And uh, I think this is the best approach to revealing your price to people over the phone. I think it's the most honest approach and the one that respects your your prospective client the most as well. So that's my tip of the week for uh, this week. I hope uh, it helps you. <laughs> it might fly in the face of something you've been taught in the past, but trust me, when you learn to apply it properly and uh, you learn how to sell to people over the phone and also in person with honesty and integrity, it, it will transform the way that you enroll people in your school. And uh, it'll also, in this day and age of, uh, you know, of online reviews and so forth, it will definitely improve your uh, reputation in your local community as well. So, all right, so that's it for this week. I want to uh, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Martial Arts Business Podcast. And uh, I hope that you'll tune in in the following weeks. I'm going to be uh, lining up some interviews for you guys and some, some other cool things for the podcast. So I hope you'll tune in for that. And uh, until next time, this is Mike Massey signing off. You've been listening to the Martial Arts Business Podcast with Mike Massey. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And if you've enjoyed this show, leave us a positive review while you're there. Thanks for your support. And tune in again next time for more great martial arts business tips and advice from martialartsbusinessdaily.com.